One. Hello, all, and welcome to the Fantasy and Sci-Fi Fanatics Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Kubar. Today, having a very special guest, M.T. Zimney. How are you doing today? I am so good. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always like when I can get the TikTok people or Twitter people or it's sometimes I was liking it to fishing. Sometimes I throw it out there and, you know, some people are like, yeah. don't get the message, open it. But other people, um, you know, people are like, why don't you get those people on it? Like, well, I actually sent them a message, but they have not responded. So sometimes <laughs> it's kind of going. So anytime somebody, you know, responds and I'm able to get them on schedule wise and stuff, it feels pretty good. It feels like I'm, you know, kind of moving forward. So I'm really glad that we could have you on today. Oh, yeah. I don't know why someone would not respond. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> You know, and then the funny thing is, I, I just want to say for our audience, it's funny where that I had a couple people say that, oh, I can't get my book out there. And I'm like, what do you mean you can't get it? You know, I'm like, I <laughs> sent you like four messages, you know, <laughs> uh, just oh, no, like no, trying. No, yeah, yeah. And it, it's crazy. Guys, people, I get people all the time. I just had another uh, guy message me earlier, author, and he's like, oh, can I? I'm like, yeah, I'm like, you can get on my list. I'm like, I'm pretty booked from now for like the next two years, probably. I'm like, there's only so much time in the day. But um, right. but I'm like, I'm like, I'll never turn anybody down. I'm like, because I'm right. trying to always, you know, help people out. And I always like to also try and see where people are at, you know? So for me, it's exciting. Like, you know, you're at a different spot than some of the people I interviewed, you know, a couple of weeks ago and our yeah. episodes ago or whatever, you know, and then some people a couple of years from now will be totally different spots. So for me, it's kind of cool right. to, you know, see alumni, you know, kind of like move up there, you know, and nice. uh, do some different things. So yeah, so it's really cool. But yeah, it's a pleasure to have you on. So I really appreciate you coming on and answering my questions today and, and hanging out. So yeah. All right, so we're going to start right there with that first one, which is given to me by a fan a, a long time ago, about almost two seasons ago. What has your writing journey been like up until this point? Oh, my gosh. Okay, I'm sure you've heard this 10,000 times. Um, I have loved writing since I was a kid. Um, I remember I uh, found, like, this old quill in my grandparents' attic. I think it was, like, from cool. my mom's wedding to sign the guest book. Um, <laughs> I was eight. I was absolutely taken. It was purple. It was huge. I loved it. And I found a piece of scratch paper and I wrote out like a little story. And then I forgot about it. And then my mom and grandma called me over and they're holding my scratch paper. And they're like, did you write this? And I thought I was in trouble because <laughs> I always thought I was in trouble as a kid, even though I never was. Um, and I was like, uh, yes. And they're like, oh, it's, it's really good. And I think they just like, was the ego boost I needed as an eight-year-old to send me down this dark path. Um, in college, I actually minored in theater, uh, which is just like a very different type of storytelling that I love. Um, I did improv comedy, and then I graduated. And um, I didn't really have the time or community for theater anymore, but I still really, really loved storytelling. So I started writing. And I had this awful, awful commute. Um, I worked in Seattle, but I lived on the Olympic Peninsula. And if you're from Washington, you know that that's going to be a ferry ride. Um, I was taking the Bremerton Ferry, which is an hour long. Oh, wow. Um, it was brutal. Um, but I, on that ferry ride, I started like the first, the first inklings of what would become my series, the Apex Cycle. And the first chapter of the first book actually takes place on a ferry. Um, oh, that's cool. So you you can see kind of the um, the inspiration there. 
Um, it took me a while to get into writing though, because I was also trying to figure out my career as a recent college grad. And I landed um, at a cancer center doing data coordination, which was fine. Um, but I had a I had a coworker who uh, she told me that I should write because I had told her my my ideas for the apex cycle. And when she quit, I was like, I I don't want you to like leave my life because <laughs> she was so wonderful. And so I would center a chapter at a time until oh, I had cool. a completed book. Um, and in that time, COVID started. And Beta, the first book in the Apex Cycle, became my COVID baby, I guess. <laughs> uh, I feel like everyone kind of took up a hobby. A lot of people did oh, yeah. like bread baking. And I, I wrote I wrote my book. Um, <laughs> and by the time I got to the end, my friend, her name's Melissa, she was like, this is wonderful. Um, you should absolutely make it available for other people to read. And I was like, oh, yeah, I can do that. And I looked up self-publishing. And I was like, yeah, that aligns with my immediate goals. And I <laughs> dove straight in, got picked up by a book box almost immediately. Oh, wow. uh, so that was really exciting. Um, started work on the second book, had that out in a year. And then one year after that, I released the third book, Exmon, and that was last December. Oh wow! So it's been it's been a it's been a ride. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm saying people don't. Some people might be new, so they might not understand that. Like you know, one book a year is actually like pretty darn fast for most people. Um, so getting you know, a lot of people also get stuck on you know the first or second book. You know, for usually second book, I would notice like a gap of like two years. So that's pretty darn that's pretty darn quick for you know for three books. So that's that's awesome. Yeah. Well, that second book was the fastest of the three. Oh wow. And that's that's interesting. I know. Because you hear everyone talk about like second book syndrome where the second book is kind of like it it lags a little typically. Um I, you know, I don't want to pick a favorite child, but I do think the second book is my favorite. Um it just it I wrote it so it just came it came so easily. Um, oh, the awesome. next part of Samantha's story, it, it just clicked right into place and I had it written in a few months and then it was editing. Oh, that's awesome. That's super cool. It's funny that you said like a COVID baby. I, I definitely feel that. I think you're just like, for a lot of people were forced to figure something else out. It was like, you could only watch so much TV. Oh yeah. <laughs> I think a lot of people like, I just talked to a friend about this. I think you just like had to you know, really think about what you really wanted to do. Like, and a lot of people like not only have the time to do that, but, you know, I think it was like bugging people, you know, and I know for me, like I had been trying to finish something for a long time and I was like, I'm just going to make sure I finish this draft. I was like, it's just ridiculous by this point. You know, I had a lot of time on my hands and that's when I started to really, you know, get more disciplined um, to finish it and, you know, that kind of thing. I'm still not done because I have to now revamp it because characters can't just do what you tell them to do, you know, or set a box they want to change. And that changes the story. But, you know, I did have the first draft done and I just, it's funny how many people I talk to that I can't my COVID baby. I'm like, I'm trying to get my COVID baby out there, you know, by like next spring. It's, it's special. My friend's like, oh, that one's a special one. I was like, it really is though, you know, and I've had, it's funny that you mentioned because I've just talked to a lot of people about that, but yeah, that's really cool. Well, that's awesome that you were sending it, you know, to your friend and, you know, then it became something more. So 
that's right. super cool. <laughs> that's that's oh, awesome. He, that's he a was, great origin such a wonderful story. cheerleader the whole time. And, oh, that's awesome. It's always but, great to have I, those people. Yeah. Especially oh, when yeah, you're like, this isn't working and you want to hit your head into a wall or a desk or <laughs> right. something. Right. Right. Yeah. I would I would call her up and be like, okay, spoilers for the next chapter, but I'm stuck. Like she's been just like so fantastic. I don't think these books would exist without her. So Melissa, oh, I'm awesome. sure you are listening to this because you always do. So thank you. <laughs> that's awesome. I always tease my buddy from high school or middle school. I'm like, Yeah, you're the first one that's oh, wow. in my yeah, like in my um, you know, in my forward. Um, you know, and then I have like a librarian that I worked with uh, for years. My mom actually just ran into her because we didn't know where she went because she had actually retired. And she was my original librarian. Um, and wow. my mom, yeah, my mom got to actually tell her, she's like, you know, my son's about to publish like four or five books in like a Kindle Vela series, you know, within the next year. And she's like, he referenced you giving him certain books as the, re like she, I remember she gave me, I just talked to my students about this. We're doing a personal history project. She gave me my first fantasy book um like I would say like real fantasy forgotten realms and she's like oh I think you'd really like this at 14 and that like changed my life and then I thought I could yeah. do this you know so I think it was cool that my mom ran into her so I can't wait to put her um she was like we yeah. need your she's like we need your actual spelling of your name so he doesn't get it wrong but you know she's like oh that makes me feel really good makes me feel like you know I accomplished a little bit more than I thought and I'm like right. I, I'm a teacher I'm like I get it but I think it's always yeah. cool for it's cool for those people but I think it's also cool you know, to be the one writing, to have people cheering you on, because sometimes it's, yeah, it's, it's very difficult. Right. To, to well, it can be going. so lonely when you're lost in a story. Yes. Yes. Endured. Great way to put it. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I, it's funny. I, I actually made a TikTok about this a while ago, because I know you found me on TikTok. Yep. Um, but it's like, I'm not marketing my books to make money, although I would love to do this full time um, and be able to support this full time. But I'm yeah. marketing my books because this is a lonely, lonely fandom. And yeah, I... Yeah. I'm such a nerd for these characters in this world I've made, and I just want other people to join me. Yeah, so. totally. totally. Yeah. Well, that's like sometimes I feel like I'm like yelling into the void because authors are always like, well, I think some people, some people, I wouldn't say authors, but like some people I think think I don't, like don't know that I write too and do other things. And like we were going to do a graphic novel and then the pandemic hit uh so yeah. I wasn't able to write it so I'm that's like still in my back pocket um but you know it's just like I think some people that I'm like no I get it I'm like I tried doing you know getting my like page getting things out there stories and things I go but it was really right. hard so I said I decided to do this instead um as part of it and then I said then I just got really into your guys's everybody's books and characters and things and now I'm yeah. like my wife she's like you're addicted she's like you're addicted <laughs> to sharing everybody else's stuff she goes, you just can't forget that at some point you're going to have to do that yourself. I go, I know I said, yeah. there's just so many people out there that are doing great things and, you know, great no. books and great characters. That's why I'm always trying to do an interview. And like, she's like, oh, you, you get time tonight. I'm like, all right, see ya. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. So, you know, it's hard with the little one now, but when I can get them in, I, oh, I try yeah. to get them in. To, but yeah, it's, 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 I do agree with you. It's, it's lonely. And that's why I like podcasting because it makes me feel like I'm, I'm not so lonely on my island or in yeah. the office, you know, writing <laughs> or on my laptop. Or no, my it's, phone, so. it's great. I I think it's great that you're running this podcast for so many um, authors, usually indie authors, because we all we all just want to talk and nerd out about our books. Yeah, yeah. Well, sometimes I'm just like, I was just talking about this the other day. I was like online. I was like, I just want to help people sell their books. I was like, can people just subscribe, share, like? I was like, I'm not selling anything myself i'm like i'm just trying to get people that you enjoy you know their books and things and but just to get somebody to subscribe to youtube it's really hard and i'm like i only oh, send yeah. one you know one, like i said send four a month 
you know, and I'm like, it's almost impossible to get people, you know, to, to do that. So I totally get, you know, where someone's got to buy your product and I'm not even buying, you know, selling a product. So it's crazy, you yeah. know, that, um, you know, not monetarily. So it's, 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 I get it. Like, I, I totally understand. Like, it's really hard. Um, but that's where I always tell people like, please review, please review, because that's, you know, in the yeah, long run, that's what, you know, that's so what gets much. people. So, yeah, which is yeah. funny because I just, I don't look at reviews at all, <laughs> but I know a lot of people do. So. They do. They do. I've, I've had times when I've been uh, at a Barnes & Noble doing a signing and I've had people come up and they're like, yeah, I've been I've been kind of lurking in that corner over there. I wanted to look you up first before I came over here, but I saw you had good reviews. So I was like, reviews work. <laughs> it's crazy for me because I'm a blurb guy, like cover blurb. And, you know, that's like and like I'll look at the author's site. And if you're like if you have like, you know, the like or like the cover like i don't like the amazon profile different things where i'm like oh this is my kind of person you know like we could be we could be nerd friends you know that's where yeah. i'm more that to me is means more than a you know than you know because like some people than a rating because you know some people like they they you know crush your ratings by being like oh the book got to me crease and it's like well that's not your fault you know and i'm like i want to know what the story is yeah. about you know and if you have an interesting premise i'm like i'm there i'll read it you know like if you can keep me entertained for the first 50 pages um to 100 pages spent on the link i'm like I i'm i'm down that's right friend he's like you have yeah, too many yeah. books on your kindle i'm like that's fair because i don't look at ratings <laughs> Uh, yeah, but I encourage people to, I encourage people to, you know, to actually just look at, you know, what an author has done, you know, because, you know, so, not Brandon Sanderson, you know, like I wasn't really into oh, the first yeah. Mistborn book and now I'm getting into it, you know, and I'm glad I stuck with it. Um, you know, there were, I think it kind of took me a while to get going. It was different from Aloe Law and Warbreaker and, um, you know, but I'm glad mm -hmm. I stuck with it. But, you know, if I looked at the reviews, you know, like there's plenty of horrible reviews on there. You know, I think he's oh, got yeah. more positive. You know what I mean? But like, it's just kind of interesting um, to me to when people kind of talk about that. But yeah, it's it's always. Oh, yeah. Speaking of the reviews, though, and, you know, just those kind of obstacles. I'm curious, what is one of the major obstacles that you've had to overcome in your career so far? And what would it be? Oh, my gosh. Okay. <laughs> I know it's hard to pick so, one. <laughs> I know. Like I, I'm an indie author, Dan. Like my whole life is an obstacle oh, yeah. in this career. <laughs> it's it's an obstacle course. Uh, yeah, it really is. But I, uh, you know, the first obstacle that comes to mind uh, was being pregnant. Oh, I, that's a good one. That's a good one. That's yeah. I have a seven month old, so I know you understand. Yeah. And I was pregnant for most of the time. I was working on Epsilon, the third book. Wow. And it's tough. It is tough to get done with your uh, your eight-hour work day and then tell yourself, I'm going to go right and then immediately pass out. Because I don't think, if, if, if you've never been pregnant, you do not understand the fatigue that comes <laughs> with it. You could fall asleep anywhere. Um, so that was a daily battle. Yeah. Uh, just, and then... I mean, you hear people talk about pregnancy brain, which is definitely a thing. Um, I'm looking at my wife right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's it's bad. Like I, I would reread over sections and be like, this is absolute nonsense. And while I was pregnant, my friend Melissa, I spoke of earlier, was also pregnant. Oh, wow. Um, so we were just two pregnant ladies trying to make our way through this final book. Um, that's awesome and uh, you know I did make it it 
you know, when you have a due date for a baby, it kind of gives you a pretty hard deadline for a book to come out. <laughs> that's fair. Yeah. That baby shows up. There's not much else that's going to be done for a couple months. Um, yep, as that's for you sure. know, <laughs> yeah. um, but I, I did it. I got it done. I got it edited. I got some extra people to help who weren't pregnant <laughs> um, <laughs> and they, they were huge, huge helps with feedback. We got it nice and edited and I was able to have my, my big release event at my local Barnes and Noble and we, we did it. So um, oh, that's awesome. It, it was, it was a lot and it's the third book if you ever get around to it there's there's a lot of themes of um like parental duty mm. so i'm wondering what might have been on my mind <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome so but other than that i mean obviously everyone can say marketing yeah 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 totally. marketing is just a nightmare always as we've already yeah. kind of touched on yeah, yeah. I just, I, I said to my wife a while back, I, cause like I got home and I just kind of like, other than writing and like a couple things like reading lately, like with the Kindle challenge, I'm really getting into the Kindle challenge because it's really like the only thing I can do. Cause like my son, like my, our situation was like kind of reverse. Like my wife, like really had a hard time. Um, so like she was really, you know, like in, well, I mean, everyone has a hard time, but like she like really like, couldn't do a lot with my son, you know, cause she was taking care of herself and she had to, to get healthy. Um, so for me, it was like interesting. So I was with him more and I felt like, you know, she did a lot, you know, she was breastfeeding and stuff, but other than that, I mean, she was just so wiped. So I just said yeah. to her the other day, I was like, I just do not know how any, you know, female author does this. I was like, I always knew it was really difficult, but I was like, I just like seeing her go through everything. I was just like, I don't know how, any, how anybody gets anything done, let alone, you know, these mom yeah. authors. I was like, I just give you guys a lot of credit because I'm like, I can barely Thank get so fun. And like, and my, my <laughs> friend, he's like, oh, you have it pretty rough. I was like, no, nah, I didn't have the baby. I'm like, my wife is yeah. still trying to recover, <laughs> you know, nine months later. And they say nine months in, nine months out. But, you know, then with her, you know, or if you have, you know, complications and stuff, I'm like, you're talking about even longer or, you know, C-section and stuff. And I'm like, I just yeah. don't think people really realize that. So it kind of does irritate me a bit, you know, now, especially when I see people, you know, I had somebody had, like you, you know, had just recently, you know, had a baby and had published a book and, you know, somebody was like being very crass, I would say with, you know, just, it's fine if you don't like a book, like it's fine. But I, you yeah. know, I just said, it. it was like in a group thing. And I was just like, you know, I was like, you know, she just did, ha she had a baby, you know, I'm like, oh, yeah. it, you know, I had a C-section and, you know, I was like the fact that the, the book came out when, you know, that author said it was going to come out, you know, and she did her best. I was like, maybe we yeah. can just remember people are people um so yeah. yeah but it's just I give you guys credit because I I don't I said to my wife I was like I don't know how any mom author does this <laughs> it's like I have like I, nothing left at the end of the day and then I somehow get something down in 15 minutes a day now but I was like it's same thing it's like garbage and I'm like I didn't have a baby so I don't know how you yeah. guys do it so like I just wanted to point that yep. out um yeah so I I definitely give you guys a lot of credit there I, I don't know how you guys Thank do you. it so yeah um and how how is your baby doing by the way oh she is fantastic i can hear yeah. her out there right now giggling with my mother-in-law she's <laughs> having a great time that's awesome that's awesome <laughs> she's uh <laughs> you know i actually like to joke that she's my ticket to being a full-time author because childcare is so expensive that it I, really is my yeah. job <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah uh now it's like all right well if i if i do my chores really, really fast i have 
passive nap time to do some writing and so yeah. far it's working out pretty well so yeah. my and, wife's and always too, teasing so me there's that. <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah my wife's always teasing me she's like you if you could stay home and she was like we could find answer right now like stay home you watch him and write she goes i know you would i was like oh it's oh, just yeah. my i was like it's my dream <laughs> i was like i, yeah, I, I would um, love to be a stay-at-home dad and just yeah just if i have a babysitter come by for three hours i'm like i can bust out like ten thousand words in three hours i was like yeah, yeah i was like just having somebody come over i was like that just i, I know uh author she's been doing that for a while and you know she's she's been really successful at it so ever since i heard her talk on a podcast about it and i asked her privately I was like, oh, that's just been yeah. my dream for the last two years. But yeah, I yeah. feel there. Yeah, I get awesome. my mother-in-law on Friday, so it's oh, cool. Oh, that's that's awesome. also nice. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes it's for me though, and not for writing. I just yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely <laughs> understand that. <laughs> we have a we have a dinner tonight with some friends. I'm so exhausted. My wife's like, "Do you want to go? You know, do you want to come to dinner?" And I'm like yes because i just yeah. know that everybody else's kids is are, you know are older and so they want to hold my baby and i'm like i love him but i was like he's yep. just he's like 22 pounds you know he's a big kid so Ooh. it's like it's just kind of nice to you know get to yep. pass him around a little and sit so i totally get that <laughs> so i was like yes oh, yeah. we're going to yes we're going to dinner at someone's house like that's, that's funny but. oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so I, for our audience what genre or genres do you currently write in and why so i write young adult um and my my one series that I do have published is Young Adult Superhero, but I really wanted to get into the young adult scene because uh, when I was, you know, that target age group, uh, books were everything to me. Um, they, <laughs> they were what kept me going through, I mean, high school is rough for everyone. Um, and then when I was in high school, my grandma died and she was my oh. best friend and we loved reading together. And so I, it was just such a formative time in my life. And those authors I was reading became so, so hugely important to me yeah. that I want to be that for someone else. Oh, that's um, cool. Or even if it's like healing my inner, my inner 16 year old a little bit. Yeah. And then I think with young adult, uh, I think it gets pigeonholed a lot to, yeah. oh, this is going to be for, 15 year old girls who want to see Edward and Bella get together. <laughs> um, <laughs> but honestly, like the, the world is your oyster with young adult. It, uh, I, I have enjoyed an audience from middle schoolers all the way up to a couple of 80 year old men who are so enthusiastic about these books. <laughs> and it's because a lot of the things that young adult touches on resonate with anyone. Um, in particular, mine, I go into uh, the theme of belonging and kind of finding yourself. And who among us hasn't had to deal with trying to figure out your own way in the world? Mm. Um, I, I think like young adult is like, I don't know, it touches on something that's so integral to every person, even if we like to pretend that we have outgrown it. Um, but we all have an inner child. Yeah. So. Uh, it's it's just such an important special genre to me, um, and then of course superhero because superheroes are cool, man. <laughs> That's fair. Well, I just want to point out you you kind of said something. Well, you said something really interesting. I just want to kind of think about uh, loud, but like I think that young adult i think i think you're on the right track there. Like I think that young adult really resonates with a lot of people because you know like 
certain people like maybe you know these 80 year old men maybe that's very nostalgic for them you know like a nostalgic time yeah. you know and i think I, I like certain movies like that you know like there's just certain movies that like i'll watch and i'm like oh this makes me think of high school or when i watched them yeah. with my friends or you know or whatever you know or mm -hmm. maybe the people in them are going through similar experiences you know things like that so i do right. think i do think you hit a wide audience there i love the john flanagan rangers apprentice series um you know mm -hmm. those are young adult um he's got the royal ranger uh apprentice series or like where the guy's daughter takes over um you know just yeah just just awesome stuff you know and i i think there's just so many different topics like you said there's so many different ways you could go you know and I think, yeah yeah you, you hit a wider audience that way but i love when people say they're like oh young adult i'm like oh like you don't know anything about young adult I'm like yeah. you think of middle grade maybe middle grade now you right. know some higher middle grade that kind of thing but and i just want to also mention team jacob um but anyways, <laughs> uh, yeah superheroes are awesome so yeah it's definitely yeah. definitely a good genre i always loved when i saw your tiktok at first though i was like what I saw it and I saw it and like my it was at the time where it was like I was really slammed because <laughs> we we're well, my son was almost born and I was mm -hmm. pretty new to TikTok so I was like trying to like follow you or whatever or like um save it you know so I could come back to it because that's what I always do for future podcasts right. leads and stuff and I was like what is her genre and I was like <laughs> I love the cover and then when I was like oh it's like that makes total sense um yeah yeah so to me it like really. Yeah, it, and I love the blurb, um, especially for book one. So I felt like, yeah, yeah, I felt like young adult and superhero. I was like, I didn't, I just didn't think of that as, um, you know, I feel like a lot of people, I was just talking to another superhero, um, like genre author about this privately. And he was like, yeah, well, you know, it's still not many of us out here, even though there's Marvel, you know, he's like in terms yeah, of books, yeah. you know, and I know Jeffrey H. Haskell and I had spoken about it in our first interview with like his um, series and everything. He has two of them. Um, but it's just, it's, it's interesting to me, you know, and I'm thinking like right. young adult, you know, and I don't know, I, I think, you know, you have some really cool themes, you know, that, um, you know, can appear in your book, particularly between young adult and superhero. So I don't oh, know. Yeah. I just, I had not, hadn't considered that. So now I'm like, Oh, I'd love to do that at some point. Um, it was very uh, inspirational in terms of, you know, thinking like, you know, um, you know, I think that's why so many people love Peter Parker, you know, as a teenager, yeah. you know, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, so I really think you touched oh, yeah. on a great crossroads of two, <laughs> you know, two genres yeah. there. So I think that was really smart. But. It it was, it was a blast to write high school superheroes. I, yeah. <laughs> it's, it has all of like the angst and like the, the, the classic issues you run into with high schoolers you have bullies you have you have spanish finals in there um but then you have all this added like what 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 am i doing with superpowers and then the poor main character has no powers um which really is uh i mean again it's it's such a it's such a thing i think everyone has felt at some point like i am not enough but I want to prove to everyone that I am. And like, that is absolutely what she's trying to do. Um, it, it's just, it is a really fun intersection to be working at. And then of course, like, you know, I add in a little bit of ancient Greek and Roman flavor, a little bit of Viking in there, which makes no sense <laughs> until you read them. But <laughs> let's say if people don't like that, this is probably not the podcast for you. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we've talked a lot about those different themes and um like mythology seems to be I said I don't I people ask me that in like your episodes uh like I have people like editing and you know listening and stuff uh between now and 
uh, when they come out. So some people are like, you guys are really on a mythology theme lately. I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, I just got a lot of authors that have been going with it. I was like, I do the same thing all the time because I teach history. So I was like, I, I was like, it's just interesting, you know, and I, I think it's that unbreakable thing, you know, where Samuel Jackson's like, you know, you, you know, you're really looking at, you know, mythology having that bit of truth to it, you know, and I think yep. it just, it always just sounds so cool, you know, particularly when you're talking about superheroes, you know, and there's just so many yeah. cool things. Yeah. You know, and I know it's so many while back and I were talking about like, well, what if Hercules really was that strong, you know, and then that's where the mythology comes from. And I know some people have written yeah. their, you know, stories from that aspect, which is really cool. So I think it's just, it's just such a cool genre. Like, you know, that's why you write in it, you know, it's such a cool genre. There's oh, so yeah. many things oh, you can yeah. do and yeah. And then a little bit different than your typical sci-fi, you know, and fantasy. And, you know, I think there's, mm -hmm. you know, certain tropes and things like that that are really fun but i gotta yeah. say you brought up spanish final i think i'd be way more as a superhero way more you know <laughs> reticent to take a spanish final than fight a bad guy i'd rather go fight a bad guy oh that's awesome it's <laughs> really funny yeah well yeah i not now i'm like terrified that might be like my new uh <laughs> my new my new main fear but uh so oh, speaking no. of your Speaking of your books, uh, what are your Apex Cycle books about and how did you come up with this idea? It's my favorite oh, question. Yes. Okay. So the Apex Cycle is a trilogy. The books are Beta, Delta, and Epsilon. And in Beta, we see Samantha, who's a high school sophomore, and she's moving to this man-made island city called New Delos with her family. And New Delos is known for having a higher than average population of Apex. And Apex is just a fun word that means superhuman. Um, Samantha is not an apex. Uh, she is what one might refer to rudely as a beta. So there you go. And uh, even though she's completely ordinary, someone is immediately trying to kidnap her as soon as she moves to this island. And when her roommate gets kidnapped, she blames herself and decides to remedy the situation, she's going to try to join the secret superhero team she's uncovered at the high school that is, of course, ran by her history teacher, who else. I like it. And <laughs> from there, she tries her best um, with varying degrees of success. Um, it's, again, the first, the first book sort of follows her quest to get back her roommate and her trying to join the team. Um, and it's fun when you have superheroes because you're playing with secret identities and you're playing with, I mean, secrets in general. There's a lot of twists in there. Um, some of them are more obvious than others. And at the end of beta, there is, a, it takes a hard, hard, hard left turn. Um, mm. so then it's hard to talk about the next two books yeah, <laughs> without <yeah>. giving away. <laughs> um, but essentially she goes on to, uh, sort of lead this fight against this villain named Adrestus, who he wears this Spartan armor. He's working from the shadows with a league of villains. Um, they are kidnapping people. We're trying to figure out why and what for. Um, and like all good villains in any superhero uh, story, he is going for world domination. So it's will Samantha be able to stop him in the end? Um, only one way to find out <laughs> <laughs> that that's like the I, I can't remember who said that recently because they just got done with their trilogy they're like it's the trilogy conundrum i think they called it on here 
you know, where once you get all three books, now you have to like sell them, but you also can't give away book one and the ending. And I just, it just keeps reoccurring. I'm like, I always forget about that. The trilogy conundrum. (laughs) So hard. It's like, I know, I know if I like gave away the twist, I would have people like, oh, actually, yeah, I'm really into that. Um, But I, I'm not willing to give away the twist. (laughs) It's, it redefines the whole the whole first book and then defines the next two books um but that's about as unvague as i can be on that and see that's where like my wife that would drive her nuts that to me like she doesn't like surprises i love surprises so i that to me like especially from like a writer's standpoint i'm like oh how you know how did you do that like where was that premise you know like how was that premise written and you know was that promise fulfilled, you know? So as a reader and a writer, to me, that just like, that just makes it like twice as, like now I have to read it twice as fast and get to it twice as quickly. Uh, Cause now I have to see what yeah. you're talking about because it drives me nuts. And I think as a history teacher, I want to know, I love mysteries, but I also want to solve them. So yeah. um, so now I have to be like, oh, what are you talking about there? Um, yeah, that's that's really cool. Well, he sold me, that's, that's for sure. So hopefully we'll sell some others. <laughs> I actually think I have, yeah. I think I have the first book in my queue, actually. I just, with my little okay. one, it's been hard. To, <laughs> it's been yeah, hard to yeah, read. so understandable. Last night was like, I was like, oh, I'm going to get like 30 pages done when he sleeps. And then he didn't. So I was like, got three. So I've been trying to get caught up during the day today, but it was a little hard. No. <laughs> yeah. My wife's like, she's yeah. used to read like 60 books to, like, in a year. Read. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh. Well, it's hard to read and write yeah, with a, a kid. Like, yeah, to do both. It's like to yeah. do one is hard. To do both, I feel like is, right. is like even, right. even harder. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like got nothing yeah. read before he was here because I was writing all the time. So. <laughs> right. No, my uh, my reading list is always a little embarrassing when people are like, "Oh, I read, I read a hundred books this year," and I'm like, "I read seven. <laughs> but that's but a really good one. accomplishment. Yeah, that's that's like really good though. If people don't get that. That's really good when you have a baby. You know, like that's yeah. that's that's a lot of time there. You know, like spent on one thing. But if I yeah, like my friend, he's like I'm really into this video game. And I'm like, how do you hold the thing with your kid there? And he's like, oh, right. this is I'm like, mine just wants to, I, I love him. He's my little buddy. So like, he just wants to hang with me, you know? So yeah. that's why I usually read or write is when he goes to sleep. <laughs> yeah. It's been a long, yeah. long week of, of teething. So it hasn't happened quite oh, as much. But, but my friend, you know, he's, yeah, my friend's like, oh, you know, his kids are like four or five. So it's, I feel like, yeah. you know, he's a little bit, he's in, a, in that position, you know, where they're kind of doing their own thing now. So mm-hmm. But I'm, yeah. I'm definitely enjoying. I'm definitely enjoying my my cuddle time. So I'm trying oh, to get yeah. the writing in when I can and the reading. But right. that's my wife. She's like, "Do you want me to?" I'm like, "He just wants to hang." I'm like, "I can read and write." I was like, "I'll be reading and writing when he doesn't want to hang out anymore." You know, right? Like, <laughs> you know, look at me, this little one. Exactly. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> totally. Yeah, it's funny. Uh, well, those sound awesome. I mean, that's actually why I asked you on because I've been doing a lot of research on your books and looking at a lot of reviews and oh. stuff. So that's why I got book one. Um, but I just found it interesting, um, you know, in terms of your definition for like Apex and Beta. Um, that just like sounded really cool. Um, I always love when somebody does something unique, you know, within the superhero genre or, you know, uh, fantasy or sci-fi, you know, where it's like, yeah. Oh, that's that's that switches it around a bit, you know. And I like how you know you, your main character, you know, doesn't have powers, you know. And yeah, that's like you know everybody can get powers. I think in the super right. genre, I want to know, I want the story of the person that doesn't have them. And to me, yeah. like 
that's that's just that's just really unique so that's what like drew me in you know into you know you know your blurb and everything and i was checking out yeah i'm like that's a really cool idea um and they come with the promise that she never gets powers like that's always everyone's like oh there's a big twist she gets powers doesn't she and i'm like no come on (laughs) more faith it makes it even better yeah, yeah. Well, that, I think I think from a writer standpoint and a reader standpoint, that makes it even better. I mean, you know, I just like I think there's so much out there for people like like that. You know, like you can go do that because there's plenty of that out there. But I want oh, yeah. the story where they, you know, she doesn't get powers and how does she, you know, you know, how does she survive in this world, let alone you know with these people and you know to do these things. So I think that that is very very interesting. But um, but that leads me to my fifth question. So we talked a bit about what an apex is. Uh, but I was curious yeah. at like what sort of powers that they have. Like you know, do they have one? Could they have multiple? Like I was kind of curious how you know you went about that in terms of world building for your superheroes. Yeah. So coming up with the powers was uh one a lot of fun and two really really hard. <laughs> Uh, I, I feel you, that. you run into a wall really fast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, people don't get that. Um, for the most part, people will have, if they are an apex, they have one power, um, but that mm-hmm. power can have multiple facets to it. So mm-hmm. the male lead in these, he's basically a Superman esque kind of character. He's super strong. Um, he has super senses. Uh, he, he is not super durable, though. Um, which sort of leads to him getting injured quite a bit when you're super strong, but if you don't have a body that can necessarily withstand being beat up. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's fun. Uh, almost every power in there comes with like, you know, like that that flip side of the coin. So another main character, she's an empath, but she can't turn it off. Mm-hmm. And because she's an empath and these powers work genetically, her mom's an empath. And you discover in the second book that she hasn't seen her mom in several years because they can't get near each other because it creates a feedback loop. Like when you hold two microphones, too close to the speaker. Um, so it's like unbearable to be close to each other and neither of them can stop it. Um, so it's really, really fun to play with, not just like what can these, what can these powers do, but how are they hindering the holder of the powers? Yeah. Um, Another another really fun way I came with powers was just like by necessity. Uh, but there's one character, I won't go too far into him, but he has a little bit of a redemption arc. And there's this moment he has near the end of the second book. And when I first came up with his character for the first book, I knew that moment was going to happen. And I knew that uh, for this, sorry, this is so vague, but for this moment, I needed him to be telekinetic. Mm. Um, so I was luckily able to have the foresight to give him telekinesis like right at the beginning um, because I knew his his redemption arc would bring him to a moment of telekinesis Mm. Uh, so that was kind of fun Um, and then uh, like the main character Samantha I do have some characters who just like aren't aren't Apex uh, so you find out that the history teacher who's in charge of the team, he's not an apex. And 100% it is because while I was writing it, I got to the point where uh, Samantha was asking, hey, what's, what's his power? And I drew a blank. I could not think of any more powers. I was so tired yeah, yeah. <laughs> of giving powers to characters. And I was like, you know what? He doesn't have power. <laughs> but that became so 
important for the rest of the series because now he is like a true mentor to Samantha because he doesn't have powers. He had to go through like the same uphill battle that she's now going through. Um, and it, it shapes his entire art as well as Samantha's. Um, so that was, you know, kind of worked out. Um, but now the powers are, some of them are, some of them are scary. Some of them it's like, coercion right mm. you find one character discovers that he can um he'll just say hey i i want to you go get me a soda and you have to go get him a soda mm. um so it's a good thing he's a good guy but then it's like you know what happens if he if he switches sides yeah. um, the villains have powers um i think there's only one oh no there's a couple characters who have like physical differences I think there's a minor character who has gills, so he can mm. breathe underwater. And then there's a minor villain who has wings. Um, and she's fun because she has like four wings. So, yeah, they're kind of all over the board. <laughs> <laughs> I was just curious because, like, I, it's always interesting. Why well, did we bring up a good, again, with the, like betas and things? And that's cool that the history teacher doesn't have powers. I don't either, but it still makes me feel good. Like I could run a superhero, you know, group. Um, yeah. But uh, I, I don't know. I, I always found, like, I, I love Superman. Don't get me wrong. Captain America's great. But I, I'm so into Marvel's, like, Captain America um, with Sam Wilson now and Anthony mm. Mackie because he chooses not to have the serum. And right. that is just like, I was like, why would you do that, you know, as a fan? <laughs> at first but as a writer I was like oh my gosh and I was like you know he the training sequence um in mm-hmm. um you know Falcon and Winter Soldier where he finally yeah. gets it and I'm like oh that's so cool and I think that's why I've always really liked Batman and Wildcat from DC mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you know like they don't have powers Hawkeye uh Oliver Queen you know Green Arrow yeah. like they they always really fascinated me you know like how can why why would these people who don't have powers you know like you know like do what they yeah. do with these people like they could get annihilated at any minute by dark side oh yeah you know sort of you know like like uh Black Widow too you know Natasha like yep. it's like man you know it's just always <laughs> I don't know it, I, but it, as when I get older I'm like when I was younger I was like oh that's lame but now as I get older I'm like right wow I'm like that just those are really good stories and you know some of the comics that wrote for them too were just yeah you know because the writer has to think of a different way to solve those problems right. than just bashing them in like Superman that's you know one of the things right. I just like about Superman at times you know is that that's all they do you know or he can right. do anything you know but how do you make him you know unique or that people can relate to so to me that right. that's really cool because I think everybody can relate to your character you know and her and not being able to have powers you know and um i think also again adding that young adult aspect in there you know like you mm-hmm. do feel power you do feel powerless at times you know to yeah oh what's yeah. going on you know around you so i think that that just that's just really cool so i think in terms of uh, a writing aspect i think that that's just i think that was just such a good move by you personally i think that that was uh, very unique and gives you a lot of opportunity you know as an author do some really cool things that a lot of people don't get to see too often particularly young adults so like to say I was inspired by how bad I was at sports in mm. high school um <laughs> I was very very bad at sports but boy did I try um and <laughs> that is definitely Samantha's entire story <laughs> mm. and she has, she has a lot of people would feel that yeah yeah oh yeah like I have three siblings they're all 
incredibly athletic. They were all like captains of every team they were on, mm. really good at everything. And I, I had half my PE class mad at me because I couldn't catch a ball when I was on first base. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that is, uh, you know, a, a lot of that fueled Samantha's um, yeah. lack of powers. But, but also with the powers, I, I actually, um, my, my degree is in human physiology. Oh, that's um, cool. So I I don't know like how much of it shows through the um the actual books because a lot of that kind of technical stuff gets edited out unfortunately, but definitely approached it from like that human physiology aspect that's of awesome. like what's going on with these characters. I talk about the biology of like the genetics at one point in the book. Um, and anyone who's taken a bio one hundred one class or a genetics class, they're going to be like, oh yeah, no, I see what she's doing. Um, <laughs> So it was really, really fun to like kind of take that aspect of my background and work it into yeah. um into the into these characters and their powers. Well, that's cool. Oh, that's awesome. I think that's why my buddy, he's really I mean he's he's uh, um I don't think what's called. Um oh he like, you know, does all the NCIS stuff uh used to for the mm. Navy. Um and I think now he's doing like mortician stuff. Um but yeah, he was always fascinated, you know, by you know, just like, you know biology and anatomy just in general yeah. so he was really into x-men because of you know that there were certain runs where they really you know went into that so i, I, I definitely he, I, he was telling me about it. i was like i i like i had a greater respect for the x-men writers you know after he explained certain things to me i was like oh i didn't realize that's yeah. what they were doing i was like that's super cool yeah. you know, that they're really trying to you know put in you know real science they change things you know but you know it's interesting oh, yeah. they're trying no, to put yeah. a you know like a science or you know um, their own magic system of science, I guess you could yeah. say, in terms of X Men. But yeah, that's that's super cool. Well, that's that's, that's what's fun. It's like I do have a bit of like a magic fusion in there. Um, oh, that's cool. Because while I try to be like super scientific with these powers and how they work and where they come from, I do have like an origin story of where the first Apex came from, and it is oh, that's awesome. It does play a large role in the plot, um, and it is essentially magic. It. Um, I don't use the term philosopher's stone because mm. that is associated with so many huge things in media already. So yeah. I actually just use, um, I call it the, the, um, the lapis because that's Latin for stone. Um, but I have a whole, whole backstory with uh, the original addresses who was immortal and his source of immortality, he was able to create new apex or the first apex. And then from them, all other Apex have um, descended from. And you find out that there's a bit of truth to the history or to that legend that's been oh, that's cool. told in this world. So, and maybe that magic rock comes into play. Oh, that's cool. That's super so it's, cool. It's fun. It's fun to mix science with magic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think. I think anytime you can, it ends up creating some very interesting and, and cool things. So yeah, I definitely agree there. All right. So hardest question, I think so far, if you could have any superpower from your books, which would it be and why? Okay. This is a very, very tricky question. Um, and I've narrowed it down to two. And one of them is a character that I think we've seen mentioned like twice. And he's the one with the guild. <laughs> Uh, but he's a freshman on the team and he can breathe underwater. And there are so many times when I would like to just go hide in a kelp forest and chill. <laughs> like, That's I think fair. that sounds like the most relaxing place. It's just like, 
float a bit and just no one's gonna find me it's gonna yeah, be quiet yeah. just gently rock um but more practically uh there's a character named heather and she has um like a shadow shadow based powers and she can travel mm. between shadows oh, um, and cool. i hate hate traffic so <laughs> make my closet nice and dark <laughs> step inside and i can travel within a reasonable distance um to somewhere else that's nice and dark uh, and I think that would be extremely useful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's super cool. I have a shadow walker in my um I did like a whole D and D because I'm doing like a sword and sorcery, like Kindle Bella series. And it's like a buddy cop thing between him and this war priest. And so I had him do like a shadow walker. It was so yeah. hard to come up with cool powers at certain levels <laughs> and then put them into seasons, you know, and be like, oh, the, you yeah. know, and I want the D and D aspect in there. So I was just like, how am I gonna do this? um but yeah I, I actually went to a lot of um oh like i went to a lot of the nightcrawler comics and stuff like that uh oh, to nice. really figure out yeah like and you know just yeah. to figure out you know like distances and things like that you know and mm-hmm. some things like you know he was saying and mystique said about you know similar powers and stuff but yeah 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 the shadow ones are always really cool to me i was always fascinated by oh, them yeah. so yeah super cool well like the character herself is like super girly and so it's fun to make like this kick-ass character who then like has a giant bow in her hair it's awesome. like I, I like i like to make characters whose femininity isn't uh threatened or undercut by their just <laughs> immense power so that's that's fun oh that's cool i like though that you said that that you know she that she has the shadow powers because that's that's really cool because it's like an interesting contrast you know like i I always like the heroes with uh oh like the tv show you know where like she's the what's her name uh hayden pantera whatever where oh, she's the cheerleader that? but then you know cheerleader she, yeah yeah but she had her i think her power was interesting you know she didn't, wasn't like right. all sunny disposition and stuff you know she like really it really went towards her trauma and you know right like, i don't know i just thought it was interesting so i think you got a really good interesting combination there going you know kind of I think we'd say like almost like opposite sides of the spectrum, you know, in terms of personality and things like that. So that's like really cool. Yeah. It's fun to play with. Yeah. 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 No, that's really cool. All right. So if you could fight any villain from your books, who would it be and why? (laughs) So first of all, most of the villains would probably uh, just destroy me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, if, if If I was fighting to win, I would want to fight, She's not even a villain per se. She's just absolutely horrible. Uh, she's Ooh, one of better. Samantha's classmates, and oh, she's nice. not an apex. And uh, she's her daddy's rich, and she wants everyone to know it. Uh, she's she's a bully. She's vindictive. She's so much fun to write. Um, and I do think I could take her in a fight because she is a fifteen year old <laughs> girl. That said, I know my ego would take a hit because she she knows how to hit someone where it hurts verbally. Um, I would prefer to fight the main villain because he's so horrible that I do not care if he takes me down. Someone needs to punch that man in the face. Um, <laughs> but he, again, would absolutely wreck me. <laughs> She'd be like your starter villain. And then once you defeat her, yes. then you yeah. can kind of like move up from there. Like Scott Pilgrim, like versus the world or something like that. Exactly. <laughs> yes, you get it. I I would actually not, not say no to a bake-off against him he is mm. a avid baker as am i um so i'm like okay maybe i could stand a chance if i make my chocolate chip cookies like 
<laughs> and then when he when he loses, he will absolutely kill me because he's mad. But that's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will have that moment of triumph. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's awesome. <laughs> where they had, I love to see this like picture of that where they had you the ribbon instead of him, and he just is like furious. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, no, immediately stabs. Everyone's dead. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. He's, he's, <laughs> That's he's got a little bit of an ego problem. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, so we're wrapping up here, but do you have any news, updates, or current projects that you can share with us before we go? Uh, nothing pressing, because again, I have a seven-month-old who's taken up most of my time, but I do have some things in the works. I oh, cool. I did just start uh, break grounds on a new new series, so oh, cool. stay tuned for more information on that. And I am hoping, fingers crossed, to get an audiobook out for beta within the next six months. Oh, oh that's awesome. So that would probably be the bigger one. Just some logistics stuff that I'm uh, working out with that. But I do hope to have it available. And in the meantime, everyone can follow me. I'm most active on TikTok. As we, we said, I, I like to go on there and be cringy quite a bit. Um, but I'm also on Instagram uh i am on twitter or x but once that paywall goes up i'm gone <laughs> yeah so, I, that's what trying to chill us for everybody over i feel that <laughs> i try to get to yeah you can find me things. on blue sky <laughs> nice <laughs> i'm on thread um i don't know if anyone's active on thread um but you search mt zimni uh there is no e in zimni uh i will pop up pretty much anywhere awesome uh well i just want to remind our audience um in case you're new you can always find um every author or creator or director anybody we have on you can actually find their social links their product links um you can find you know we can find your book links in this description um all three of them and that way you can go and check those out um please make sure also that like you know Mary said, you know, in terms of Audible, you know, we were mentioning this quite a bit because I think people forget, you know, that Audible is not, as of right now, is not connected with Amazon Kindle or Goodreads. So Amazon and Goodreads, Kindle are connected, but not Audible. So if you are reading or listening to books on one of them, but not the other, uh, I do both usually. Uh, I just really like the experience of reading and then listening uh, to see if I missed anything or deepened my understanding of the book or the characters. Um I don't know. I, I just always make sure I do both because again, it helps out everybody, um, you know, with those products. It doesn't just help out also authors, um, you know, helps out the artists, you know, the voice actors. We have a couple of voice actors coming on this season, you know, so I want to make sure that, you know, people are remembering it helps everybody, um, you know, in terms of those reviews. So please make sure, you know, that you guys are doing that, uh, particularly, you know, for indie authors and, you know, creators, you know, it's really how people live and breathe. And if you want more products from them, it's probably the best thing to do is to help them so that way you get them. I always tease my friend, Christopher G. Brenning. He's always like, oh, you're helping me out. I'm like, it's not altruism. I'm like, I want more books. So <laughs> I'm like, just trying to make sure he gets more books. So, but thank you so much for coming on today. I, I love, like I said, anytime I can get somebody on TikTok's like my new one where in threads, I'm really trying to get people to come on. So anytime where I can get people, fun. you know, <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, I have a couple of superhero um, writers and artists and things like that. Comic book writers, we're doing some things in the winter um, where we're going to come together like the Avengers and or the Justice League. And we're going to um, answer some questions. So I'll probably do about three or four authors or creators at one time. And we'll go with like a set uh, theme 
theme. And then we'll probably go for about an hour and a half and come up with two episodes for it. So that uh, will be on the newsletter and my website. And I'll send out an email to all alumni because um, you guys get first dibs. So definitely be on the lookout for that. So I look forward to sending that to you and uh, you know hearing your thoughts on some of the things that people yeah. send in and that we'll talk about. I think that'll be really cool. So yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Well, you have a great rest of the day. Thank you so much for hopping on with us. And I look forward to your TikToks and hopefully I'll <laughs> talk to you really soon. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much. Anytime. Thank you. Well, you guys have a good rest of the day and I will see you later.